This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com the talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year we understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges honesty is key in any relationship if your friend asks you how you are feeling tell them honestly if you're going through a difficult time let them know Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. <sighs> Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a shot! Harrogate Town 1, Swindon Town 1, a tale of two halves, sort of. The run of losses is over, but green shoots are small in supply on Harrogate Drive. Here to discuss, fresh from the Envirovent Stadium, it's Max. Hello, Max. You all right, Rich? How are we doing? Oh, better than you, because I stayed in my house and watched this in the in the warm as the uh, part-time fan I am in the Southwest. Good for you for making the short, but... Uh, Ooh, trip. I don't even think that's a phrase, but it was definitely a ooh, trip. Oh, yeah, it was It was a cold, just it was a very bitter day in terms of the weather, very mild, and yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get into it. Yeah, it's grim up north, isn't it? How, how was, what were the vibes today? Because obviously, four losses in League Two in a row, add the older shot result to that, it couldn't have been a very positive away end for once. I know we're, we're kind of usually vocal, but this one must have been for the uh, for those who are in the routine and have been for a long time. Yeah, it was it was very flat from the moment I arrived and bought my delicious pork pie, which was the highlight of the day by far. Yeah, very flat, very quiet. Um, you know, I mean, everyone's sort of murmuring about 
the off the pitch situation, whether it's you know Clem or the Abramovich thing and all the rest. Um, yeah, it was it was very flat and very tense. I felt from you know, especially once the kind of once the football started, it was one of those days in the crowd. Yeah, we're entitled to those sort of days where sometimes the vibe just isn't there. I think that's what this pod is going to be like. <laughs> the, vibe is, the vibe just isn't here. Uh, we're recording on the Saturday evening, so um, I'm still feeling a little bit uh, about it. I watched the game. You were there. That that sets us up nicely. Before we get going, I feel like I'm going to disrespect Harrogate at times in this recording. They're, they're not listening, I know. I just feel <laughs> I left the presser, Max, feeling quite dejected at the fact that I was loving the idea of Joe's prediction of a one-one, which which came through. Good for him. But this is where we're at now. Reddest Frog tweeted to us in the in the listeners' feedback uh, that was actually more worrying than the Stockport game, as so often we completely ran out of ideas in the second half. We were dominated by Harrogate. F in heck, that's where we are now. And on on the latter part, I can't shrug that off. I, I, I don't want to be a snobby football fan. I don't want to be an elitist because we played little old Harrogate. But that's how it feels this weekend. And I couldn't help it. When, when they announced the attendances 3,004 and the cheer for that was almost louder than the cheer for the goal. Um but then everyone sort of turned to each other and realised, oh, we're not beating this lot. You know, they've got maybe there's maybe you know two thousand five hundred of them, and it's it is, yeah. And then and they're not they're not a great side. It's not it's they're not like one of those industrial league two sides who have come up from the national league and you know have got some good players behind them and you know got a good setup. It's just another lowly two team which is playing us off the park at times today yeah completely on par at the best of times it just doesn't feel like it should be that way and again that's not you know Swindertown fans think they should be top of the league because I absolutely don't think that at all and Harrogate were more than good value for their point and many of them a majority even will be wondering how they didn't win that but I guess we'll discuss over time yeah, that that was the again on the way out. That I, when I was walking past Harrogate fans, that was the jam thing. Is I, I had at least two or three of them say we should have won that. And yeah. yeah, I kind of yeah. kind of agree. Harrogate fans are walking out of ground surprised because they've got a point, <laughs> a point that they they could have made three, and that's where maybe Swindon are at, at the moment. And I take no joy from making these sort of uh, glib jokes. Uh, let's go to the. Starting eleven because there were changes. We we were expecting injuries, but we didn't know who they were. And it was Rashan Hepburn Murphy and George McEachran. Uh, Mahoney in goal, staving away the the demands for Lewis Ward. Uh, I think maybe he might have justified that this weekend. At the back, Godwin Malife, Blake Tracy, and Harrison Minton coming in for Tom Brewitt, Hutton and Kokolo on the wings, Kinsella coming in for McEachran and Khan alongside him, Kemp in the usual place, Young and Austin in the usual places. Later, we would see Tom Brewett come on for Charlie Austin on 73 minutes. Uh, Anton Dworzak 
came on in the final eight minutes. That's his first EFL game since December 2022, which was his debut. We'll talk about Bench in a little bit more detail um, because there was a lot of noise about this. It was clear last week that Michael Flynn wasn't happy with Tom Brewitt's performance against Stockport. But playing Harrison Minter, and I think was quite a big call, felt that although there was no massive change in terms of the defensive display, I still think there were loads of defensive gaps across the the, the back three and Harrogate failed to see it or exploit it. It was still a steady showing from Harrison Minton, which was recognised from from Michael Flynn post-game. But I didn't see it, it. It didn't suddenly become a watertight defensive display, did it? No, I think he had a, he had a very similar game to what he did um, when he came on against Salford for that second half. Um, solid enough. Nothing like like say he's not he's not like a, a flashy defender like you might say that um, Goblin Malief is. But you know he he did well. In the heart of the in the heart of the defense, he was the cent- he was the central defender of the three, and I thought he did, I thought he did okay today. He did what he could, you know, which is good to see him getting more minutes under his belt. Yeah, I thought he was good. I mean, we're Harrison Minton fans, aren't we? But there was nothing out there that went whoa. That guy's got to start every week, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm always and here we go. Sorry, one Harrogate fan, but I'm thinking Mansfield next week will not be as as kind as Harrogate were. I felt they were quite frustrating attacking team playing. Some of them didn't want to pass to each other, misplaced passes. That wasn't the issue today. You know, a lot of people were highlighting this possibly being the weakest bench that we've had in recent memory, considering it's a seven-man bench. You had Brewett on 49 games before this game, uh, career that is, in the EFL. Uh, Dwarzak with only one, Lewis Ward with 58, Brooklyn Genesini with three, Fletcher Hubbard with one, Jackson Brown and Sonny Hart with none. That's 112 EFL games across seven players, 54 appearances across six outfield players, five players with five appearances between them, two players with one substitute appearance and two with no EFL appearances whatsoever. Meanwhile, on the Harrogate bench, 570 EFL appearances, 569 of those are outfield and four of them have 130 plus EFL appearances alone. And that's not including the Cups. Despite that, they only needed to make one change today. Michael Flynn has always said we need to be lucky with injuries. And that always felt like a good luck with that. And we're seeing that, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, what is it? We've got seven out at the moment. I think he said in his post match, and you know, it and it is a result of when you when you choose to play such an intensive style of play, you know, injuries are inevitable. Particularly when we had that run in October where you're you are playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and like McEachran's having to play in that Reading game, um, you know, things like that build up, and when we're we're seeing the result of it now, you know, I think it's a a, a little slight on a bit of a slight on Flynn that you know he doesn't. I I understand sticking to your guns with how you want to play, but you know when your squad is this thin, I think you need to you know maybe bring a slightly less intensive style of play and just you know save your players' legs and save their fitness because you know I think the injuries might only pile up. Cause it's not like we don't have a. It's not like we only have a few games until January, like he keeps going on about. I think there's how many games are there between now and January? Is it? 11 or 12 something like that let's be honest talking about january is is 
can kicking. I've said it before. I'll say it again because you do not make signings on January 1st. You don't do your business in the first week of January. We tend to do, football league clubs tend to do, especially in the lower end, we tend to do our business at the latter stages of the month. So yes, there's what, eight games left this this year. And then it's 13 until the end of January. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and you know, I'm, I'm making a wild assumption that town won't do their business early because Morfuni's coming in he's going to personally oversee it and all that and you you never know Dan Kemp might sign permanently you 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 might not see the end of Jake Young Dan Kemp Mahoney and so forth but you might and ones if they record on on January 1st or December 31st and then you're down a couple more players it's it's not as simple as just keep on saying January and they need to stop saying that because we're at a stage now where Swindon fans aren't buying it anymore. They're, they're, they're saying they're seeing it and they're going, that's, that's not enough. This was on the cards from August onwards. We knew this was going to happen and it's happening. And, ugh. and you've, and you think today, if Khan doesn't, if Khan does end up going off of the Gambia, then who plays there? You probably, I mean, you probably have to put, because Minton went up into the centre of the field, when Brewer came on, that's like, it's like our only option other than Warzak, I guess. What is the point of taking Genesini, Hubbard, Brown and Hart if, if they're not going to be utilised? And I say this because this has been all season long where Flynn doesn't choose to use his maximum allocation of substitutions. There was no way. I saw Sonny Hart warming up throughout the game and I was thinking to myself, unless there's an injury... There's absolutely no chance this guy is coming on unless he's out of position because Tom Brewitt's on the bench. Where's Miles Abodo? Yeah, that was that, that was the thing. That was the thing. There was no striker on the bench, was there? No, exactly. And that and, and you put a striker on the bench in that in those final stages, you never know. You know, Andy Caton scored a tap in on his debut. Ben Joyce had a nice composed finish on his debut. It can happen. It's I'm all for the under 18s going up and getting the experience. They're never going to be used unless we're five new up, and it's stunning their development because they they could. I mean, if they, if they're in a position to be on the bench for us, then that suggests they might be all right to go out on loan to a lower national league team or a national league south team to go and play ninety minutes every week in men's football rather than just you know they're just riding the pine on the bench and not doing anything. Well, the lads, they're all playing on Tuesday, aren't they? So we're <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see them, which definitely is happening this Tuesday, Exeter City. I promise <laughs> this one this one is definitely happening. I would best describe the this ninety minutes as pure mid table League Two football. Yes, there were good moments, there were bad moments, but this was definition of mid-table fourth-tier football. It wasn't a, a, a pretty viewing from the comfort of my living room. I don't know what it was like for you. <laughs> but but in the first half, we looked all right. Yeah, no, yeah, no we did, to be fair. Um, we, we were at least making some nice pass moves together. You know, the, the back three were working pretty well together as well at that, at that stage of the game. Kokolo looked quite bright running down the left. You know, we were making some nice moves. It was just... You know, not much quality in the final third, really. And then Harrogate looked. Harrogate looked again. They're, they're very. They look very similar to us in that um, they had some nice play through the middle, but they would get it up to what was his name? Um, Odo. Odo, the number oh nine. my god, so frustrated. Yeah, because I saw him. I thought this this kid's got something about him, and then he would go and spin, turn into 
Mintel and just lose the ball. And yeah. He's going to be a Swindon player in the next two years. I'm absolutely certain of it. Him and Hepburn Murphy up front together just for the ultimate frustration. <laughs> but you, you're absolutely right. I, w- I was sort of highlighting in, in the in the WhatsApp group, I was highlighting that Odo is, is not, is not going to do anything in this game. And he got so much of the ball in the first half when they attacked. Yeah, he was... He was... 100% their main focal point. They were all looking to get it to him, and he just, yeah, he, he looked good with the ball at his feet, but that was about all I can say for him, really. One thing I want to say before before we go into his performance, Jake Young, when he signed, I, I kind of assumed he was going to be a bench player, read a lot of comments by Forest Green Rovers fans, Bradford fans, Barrow fans, and I didn't expect anything of it. If he was to play no more games for Swindon, I will tell you now, he's done his bit. Uh, for Swindon Town this season and he deserves much praise and I think before he scored he looked like the only attacking player for a while that just looked up for it and was moving around and was trying to get into the right position. Yeah because he was just the main threat in the middle he was moving their defenders about as much as he could he was always wanting the ball always facing the play ready ready to turn ready to either he was trying to get off to Austin at times. Um, he found himself on the left a lot with Kokolo as well. Yeah, he was the hardest, hardest working guy on the team, in, especially in the first half, like just getting himself about all over the pitch. Yeah, I think he's man of the match if the game doesn't go the way it eventually does with Mahoney doing a lot of work to keep Swindon either in the lead or level. And he did score a very, very good finish. Oh, it was lovely, wasn't it? Um, just a good pass from Kemp to find him, and he makes mincemeat of that defender pretty, pretty simply with one little move to the right. And again, it's similar to that MK Lonsman. It's kind of a. I was stood right behind it, and it's just a great dip and finish out of nowhere. Yeah, it's in from the moment it leaves his foot. Like, um, obviously the angles are better, maybe for us, but watching it from home, but it was a, it was a lovely finish, and I felt at the time deserved. Yeah, I think at that point we were having the better of the chances. I mean, more we. I think I would. I think I'm safe in saying that most of the possession was in their half up to this point in the game. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think a, a goal was coming. We were just we were just waiting for a bit of quality, and that's what we ended up with with Young's finish. Really nice. Yeah. In terms of the first half, anything that springs to mind that you want to cover? Uh, there was one chance that Harrogate had, which was given as offside, and it, I think it was to put Odo through one on one. And I I was right in line with it. I don't think it was offside, but the Lino has flagged it confidently. But I know you, you said in the WhatsApp chat that he probably would have ended up missing it. So. <laughs> yeah, man. He's, if ever, he's going to join Swindon, isn't he? I mean, this is Lewis Ward all over again. Yeah. Yeah, I was perhaps harsh on the chat, but... <laughs> but, I mean, they were getting very similar chances. They were, you know, because of how wide our, our wide centre backs play, they their wingers will find themselves in between the gaps of whether it was between Blake Tracy and Minturn or whether it was between Goblin Malief and Minturn. They were finding those pockets of space quite a bit. They just weren't able to get that final ball through to Odo up front. So Yeah, it, it did go a little disjointed generally from both sides as the as the half edged ever closer to to half time, I felt and it I was beginning to write it off as a spectacle quite early on into the game. It was it was it was a typical international break game where maybe a few extra people have turned up because I think there were sub 
2000 last time Swindon were were at this one. Maybe a few people had turned up because there was no Premier League on. I don't know if they had a ticket offer. The the army were were represented there. It, it just felt very very flat an atmosphere, and as a result, possibly made it more flat of a game. Yeah, that that was the general the general feeling. All around was it was just. Very, very flat. I mean, yeah, so I'm looking... When I went last year, there were 1,948 there, which is instantly the lowest Swindon Town crowd I've been a part of. Wow. Wow, but you were there. You, you like the, the 4,000 fans that used to watch Ken Beamish's side in, in sub-2,000 attendances. Everybody who supported Swindon at the time were going, but the maths doesn't add up. But yeah, bleak times. They're, they're, they're suffering. It's not even suffering for Harrogate. These are just their gates. This is their, this is their, this is their peak, right? Like, I mean, I, I, we spoke to a few Harrogate, Harrogate fans in the pub beforehand and they were just saying like, we're just kind of happy to be here playing all these big teams. And, you know, um, I believe their, their manager's been there for something like 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I worked out that basically it's the equivalent of Danny Wilson still being our manager. It's crazy. How, and how many managers have we had since then? Like just a couple, think. a couple, <laughs> <laughs> a few um, we've had. I can't do the talking to other fans in the pub before the game. I, I just don't feel right. I always feel socially awkward if I'm at home and a couple of really nice way fans start chatting to me and I'm just like, oh, I want to go. I want to go. <laughs> You're the enemy. It's not about the enemy. I just don't know what to say. <laughs> I just like I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. Um, yes. Good luck for the rest of the season, Walsall. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. Socially awkward in those moments. <laughs> you get used to it when, when you watch a lot of non-league football. You 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 talk to because there's no segregation. You talk to everyone. So I think that's just where I've got it from. Uh, do you have to make eye contact, or they just start talking to you, or do you start talking to them? I start talking to them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're one of those types, Max. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I can deal with that. And that was pretty much it, first half. Good that we were winning. Not convinced that it was enough. And Swindon haven't shown all season long that that one is enough or that they're willing to to sit and just defend. We're always looking to, to do more. However, ooh... That second half was not good. No, the the momentum completely swung in Harrogate's favour, and I'm just and and how many times have we seen this happen? I, I want to what what is he saying to them at half time because they just come out so flat. And we weren't great in the first half, but we were, you know, we we were doing all the basics right, and that it just all completely went out of the window. And and that's a really good point because sometimes that is enough in this division at this level to do the basics can get results over the line but we were failing in that in that aspect yeah like well you take take side like take Steve and his last year like you know they weren't particularly flashy but you know you know a Steve Evans team is always going to be solid and do all the do all the little things right and that's just that just seems to be that's been a pattern this season of we're just not doing that do you think there could be an element of our opposition knowing that we tend to dip in intensity and in and in uh, in in performance in the second half, and there there could be an argument that Harrogate were waiting for that because they did start clicking in the early stages of the second half. If teams weren't figuring out in September, then they've got more than enough data to be looking at us and saying like, well, we know that Swindon are going to start to falter after about 55, 60 minutes. So, you know, if we keep up the intensity and then 
I'm more intense. I've done swimming at that point. Then you know you're going to get chances, and I mean that's what that, I mean that's what they were getting. It's just yeah, we we, we saw it at Colchester. I mean, sort sort of in the centre of Stockport, but I know we didn't start that great either. Um, same thing with Wrexham. I'm trying to think of basically all the games I've been to. It has been a very similar pattern each time I've been to watch us. Yeah. I put in the, in the WhatsApp group, we need a good spell quickly, please. <laughs> One minute later, uh, Harrogate score. Um, and the immortal three words of, of football fandom, it was coming. Oh, uh, it was absolutely coming. Like, well, like I say, we, we were flat from the moment the second half started. They were, and, and again, they were great, but they were coming at us. They had possession in our third. And it just seems to be a pattern of that sometimes. We just let the ball carrier just run between us. And I, th- I think it's an element of, because of the way we're playing and because of how players are quite spread over the pitch, I don't think people sometimes know where to be. Or know, oh, is that my man? Or, or do I want to be tracking this runner? Or do I want to be tracking the ball carrier? It, there seems to be a bit of confusion, particularly when someone is just sprinting with the ball at their feet. Like we, look, we look like deers, deers and headlights. It's a very good move from beginning to end, but it doesn't look like it's in complete control for for stages of the build up. Like if they not that they're panicked, Harrogate, but it just feels like it, it's yeah, like I said, it's just not as controlled. It's a very good goal, and they'll be very happy with it because those are the sort of ones that they can talk about, like working on in the in the training ground, but. I think it was preventable, as I as I think with most goals that we concede. But yeah, it, it's a good finish, and and this this annoyed Flynn because we keep on letting teams have efforts from outside the box. Yeah, and 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 it's it's one of them. The the runner doesn't get tracked, and then we let them pass it to the man on the edge of the box, so we allow that pass to happen, and he we just don't pressure him quick enough, so he can take a relatively clean shot. And like you say, if you're gonna get if you get a shot on target, you know you've got a good chance, and it's gone enough to post, I believe. So not really too much that Mahoney could have done about it when it's gone in, but you haven't realised it. You know you don't process it until it it well, it's confirmed. <laughs> the Harrogate yeah. fans didn't. The Harrogate fans didn't process it because there was a good one or two second delay in the celebration. It's like oh, it's went in, way like, yeah, uh, and they kind of still that filtered through the ground. Yes, I I, th- I think. Looking at listeners' contributions, and I would love to know what what the vibe was inside the ground. I, th- I feel like now is the time we, we talk about Charlie Austin. And I say that with great reluctance, and I don't really know why, because Charlie Austin has been way off it for quite some time. Yes, he scored two goals in injury time against Aldershot. But in terms of the league, he has scored um, and he hasn't scored in open play for Swindon in the league since September 16th. And he's played every league game, hasn't he? Yeah. Sure, he's not played every minute. And then there is this, the question is, when can we start talking about Charlie Austin? And I think there's a lot more reluctance about, it's not about slagging footballers off, it's about questioning them. Because we see it happen quite often with Charlie Austin, that if something happens, there are people who are fans of this football club that are quite close to Charlie Austin, that, that are, are very defensive of him. And if he's due a goal, he's due a performance, it will happen. It will, I'm sure of it. It's Charlie Austin. But I don't think the glorious return has gone to plan. And it's it's just it's just sad to watch because, you know, Charlie was the, the main man when I first started watching Swindon properly. And, you know, he was my favourite player. And 
I was so excited when he came back and it's and it's still great to have him around the base and I'm sure that he is great in the dressing room but it's just some of the performances recently and I know he he he'll be disappointed in, in himself he'll know that he needs to be doing better but I think that it's it's a mixture of that I think he's trying to do too much I think he's trying to be everywhere at once I think he's trying to go to the corners to do the dirty stuff to then give get it into the middle to Jake Young but it's just failing because he just can't keep up with the play and that kind of stuff is is it's resulting in him falling behind and at times it's like it is like we're playing with 10 men and and you know it, it's a result of yeah he's a bit older but also we're just completely misutilizing him completely misutilizing him he should be i think i think i think someone else has said it on the pod in the past that he should be playing 60 minutes on a saturday and the last 20 minutes on a tuesday and we're we're putting so many minutes into him. He must be. He must be one of our highest minutes, but minutes takers, other, other than you know, I guess Hutton, Malife, Mahoney, Khan, and McEachern, maybe. Yeah, he he's starting to not look annoyed when he is taken off as well. So when he has been subbed, he's had this sort of warrior. Sort of, I know I'm still good, and his body language today and there were some moments where it wasn't his fault. And there were some moments where it was his fault, where passes went loose, this and that, but he just, his shoulders look so down. He looks so dejected, tired. He might be well up for it. And I don't question his commitment to the cause, but it's, it's, it's like a different version of what we did to Wakeling last year, where we just ran him into the ground and we were lucky we made a profit on, on Wakeling and what we wouldn't give a bit of Wakeling's tenacity roundabout now. But, well, we don't have players, do we? So what, are we going to start Miles Abodo against Mansfield? That's going to be the reply. And it's a fair point. And it is. And because, you know, so, some people will say, well, you can't, some people will be saying he can't do much worse. And like, I, and I, I understand that. And like, it's good to see, I, I, I like to see younger players given a chance. But, I mean, I'm not sure how many favors that does Abodo because is Abodo ready for League Two? Is he? Is that going to be right for his development? And and of course, the main point really is when Rashan Hepburn Murphy has had his chances this year, it hasn't happened, and that is what we were banking on, essentially, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and again, Rush is such a frustrating player because he's got all the attributes to to go and score twenty goals in the league, and I just think that he needs. I I think Charlie Austin is like perfect to have with him because he'll be, be the perfect one to, because uh, I think it's all between the ears for, for Rush personally. And I think, you know, you think having someone like Charlie Austin with you would help out, but it's partially that, you know, he was keeping him, he was out of the squad for a while and that, yeah, it's just, it, it, I, it's not optimal for any of the strikers really, if you, if you think about it and think about how we've been approaching team selection this year. We, we, we need him. So, you know, it's 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 not a case of us or me wanting Austin benched. It's a case of I just want his form to change because we need him and it's 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 looking like a tough winter at the moment and well we'll see what what happens. The ball got stuck in the tree, Max. That was the the highlight of the the second half for me. Proper non-league. Why did the ball end up on the tree in the first place was the first question. It was no danger. But off he went to kick it, boot it out for a corner and uh, lovingly lodged in a tree. Lovely stuff. Yeah, just 
I I do like the ground. It's got it, it's got some character to it. It's just the fact that for a four sided pitch, there's about seven different stands there now. The Manor Ground of the North, isn't it? Or maybe the Memorial uh, Ground of the North. It, it definitely is a bit higgledy piggledy. Character fans who who enjoyed football in the eighties would say real ground has character. Not for me. Not for, oh, is it Harrogate Har- 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 Ground? Not for you. <laughs> it's not for me. Not for me. <laughs> I take that over MK Dons any day, although it that's definitely fine. wasn't as comfy as MK Dons. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I, I get that argument. Not for me. Not for me. One last bit on Austin. He went off for Tom Brewitt, which, you know, when it's 1-1 and we're having to take Charlie Austin off for Tom Brewitt, which as a tactical move actually worked for Swindon because it, it stopped the Harrogate flow, which looked like was going to result in a second goal for them. So moving... Harrison Minton up to defensive midfielder. Harrison Minton in defensive midfield there. And then Brewitt at the back definitely made us look a little bit more comfortable, maybe because Harrogate were tiring. But either way, it stopped us from possibly losing um, 2-1. And I, I, But what more could Flynn do? Well, no, that, that, there, was, there was no other option. Um, yeah, I, I think Minton going to midfield help because as soon as Kinsella was booked, that kind of took away all the bite that he had in, in midfield because you could just you could he was walking on that exercise rest game trying not to get sent off because you know he knows that he's probably not going to be taken off. Or I know he was in the end, but yeah, there was, there was a lack of bite in midfield and that you know Austin's not going to be able to you know press players for for ninety minutes. I feel like we've rushed this half. Kokolo definitely should have scored from from memory. Yeah. But um it and it was cited and I think if he looks back at that he'll be disappointed. I don't think that's that's ring rust. That's that's just if you you know take your chance and it just went straight to the goalkeeper. But it was a half for Mahoney saves, wasn't it? Yeah, completely completely saved us again and I think I think we were saying he's a player of the season. I think we were saying player of the season. To me, based on just you know the amount of points that he's probably saved us from. I mean, you think of the amount of points we've thrown away. If we didn't have a keeper like Mahoney, and then how many more would we have thrown away by this point? My working on Mahoney being man of the match in May is because that's on the basis that Young and Kemp don't don't stay the whole season. I've not known listeners' contributions to not include the fact that Swindon probably should have had a goal in the latter stages, but the foul on the goalkeeper. So Flynn has looked at it three times, so he knows what he's talking about. That's that's pretty much a direct quote from the post-match. I have seen it a few times and I don't see it. It's just the perennial goalkeepers are always protected in those moments. I think the, the whistle was probably in the mouth before the ball went in the net. Jake Young was certainly not happy post game uh, talking to the, talking to the referee I think it's harsh, but nobody cares. Not one. I get a lot of listeners' contributions across the channels. Not one person cited it. We've been robbed today. Nothing. You know the uh, the gif of Roy Hodgson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> were you celebrating? Were you, were um, you, I, mm. I did it all. Yeah, and then I thought I heard the whistle. I was like, ah. Oh. <sighs> and it's one. And it is one of those that you know you see you see that you might see that two or three times in the game where I think, oh well, the goalkeepers been nudged so yeah of course the ref's gonna blow it down um yeah it's one of them it's harsh but I mean that's never ever gonna be called back yeah and 
I assumed the whistle went before the shot even happened, but I don't think that was the case. So it, I'm so built to just think that's a foul. Even if there's nothing, you know, oh, the goalie's flapped, he's jumped, he's not caught the ball, it'll be given as a foul. And that's what happened. A, there's a wider conversation here, but I, I, I didn't once go, well, that's it. That's, and it would be easy for Swindon to just jump on this and go, we should have, we should have won, but we've been robbed by the referee. But even Flynn acknowledged that Mahoney kept Swindon in the game, and there was that moment with the throw-in. Goodness me, where we got away with that. <laughs> just, just watching that throw, I thought, oh, it's not even, and it's not. I'm, this season has made me so numb to things like that. I'm just, I'm just expecting stuff like that to happen now because it's like I say, just I think the, I think the way we're playing, how spread out we are, that people just don't know where to be sometimes. And there we go, one-one. Did it feel like a fair result to you? Did you feel like Harrogate were robbed? Did you feel like Swindon were robbed? Were you just elated? You didn't see unwanted history of six or sorry five losses on the bounce. What were you feeling post game? Oh, I was just feeling, well, first of all, I was feeling very, I want to get the early train home now, so I'm just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it was one of those I thought, I mean, I, my, my immediate thought afterwards was, we, was we've got away with that there because, you know, they easily could, it, that, last, that last five minutes of injury time was all Harrogate and I was just thinking, oh, just, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for this to go in, like I was waiting for it to go in against Harrogate, like, I, that, sorry, like I was waiting for it to go in against Salford. Like I was waiting for it to go in against Morecambe, Wrexham, go back. It's the same pattern, same stuff in games of us. And I don't know if today was a case of throwing points away because, you know, other than our goal, you had the Cocolo chance and that was about all we had clear cut, really. Like, we, we just don't seem to create too much. I mean, I think the XG stats were something like, were something like 1.94 for Harrogate. And yeah, and ours was zero point five seven from fifteen shots, and that that tells you all you have to know about the chances we are creating and the shots we're having. We're just not creating high quality chances. Mm, yeah, well, post match, Michael Flynn said a bit frustrated about the disallowed goal. Mahoney made some good saves. Felt we were the better team. McEachran and Hepburn Murphy have had scans. No serious injury. We just have to wait and see. That doesn't sound good. May Maybe a few weeks ago, we would have lost that one away from home. Hmm. Today, we should have gone on to win it. It was a lot better today in terms of defending the box. Harrison Minton has come in and done really well. Williams Cocolo should have scored. Dan Kemp was excellent. Poor for the first 20, 25 minutes of the second half. Slow, too deep, panicking on the ball. Worst we've been on the ball. We dug in, got back in, got the impetus and should have had the goal. It's something to build on. Max, it's something to build on. How much more building do we need to do before things get better? I mean, it's, it's the end of November. Like, you know, we should have a rough idea of what we're going to be doing. And we're sat in this limbo between, yes, I know we're five points off the playoffs and that's great. But you look at this rumor on of, I think it's one win in 11. And we seem to be just tumbling further and further down, and yeah, it's and it and it's and it's a, it is a poor league this year. I think I think if this happened any other year, we'd be much further down the table than we than we currently are. And that sort of opening period of the season kind of disguises our issues at the minute. I think it's I think it's a good it's good that we have that buffer now because 
you know, you think between now and the end of the season, how many more points we're going to get if stuff doesn't change. And then you think the stuff that is going to change is Kemp and Young are going to probably going to go. And then you've got to replace them. You maybe you got. I think I think you're going to have to replace at least one of those. Fair. I think the Doyle season and the Yates season showed us that we've just got to be relaxed about it and what will be will be. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like I, it's like I said at the start of the season. These are six month loans, and let's just hope they get extended. And if not, we'll just deal with it as it comes. Precisely. What's your gut reaction to McEachran and Hepburn Murphy having scans showing no serious injury, but they're feeling something, and we'll just have to wait and see. Now they might just be feeling something, and it's not too bad, but. Oh, it, it, that, that that always sounds like a red flag to me, and I hope it's not. It throws me back to that bit in the uh, in the last football documentary where yes. um, they're chatting Steve in White. the physio room, yeah, and he's saying like, "Oh, well, if you're in a playoff race, then you know you never think about a twinge, but if you're in reserves, then you know you might sit in the physio room for a bit longer." It's that section of the documentary that has launched my concern purely Steve White half naked on a table talking about <laughs> no one being in here when we're in the playoffs but everybody being in here when when things are going bad so I blame I blame Steve White firmly um, for this <laughs> outlook on life but they're not going to die of an injury, so it's okay. That's good. That's good. Let's get some listeners' contributions and uh, begin to close. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell, Outlet Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager, Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, while Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with Muck Delivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody, summer is here and when there's no Swindon Town, I do enjoy using my favourite streaming services to watch you know, the same old comedies I've watched a billion times before. But hey, I love it. Okay, so don't judge. Alas, being away overseas on holiday in the chateau means I have to go without some of those shows until I've returned home. But no more. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash lowstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and the link is in the podcast episode description box. Enjoy your summer. Good ball to Young here. Young's just outside the penalty. Sets up for the top of the right foot and bends in a cracking goal about 20 yards out. Okay, some listeners' contributions then starting with Rob Dinsey who comes in with all the positivity, bless him. First time a substitution has improved us in how long? Well, yes, quite. Ben, dreadful again. Second half was pathetic. Prior today, Harrogate had scored six goals at home, four defeats on the spin. 
We had to rely on our goalkeeper to bail us out countless times. We are in real relegation trouble. I'll keep saying it unless proved otherwise, which is unlikely. Matthew says two words. Ducking spit? Matt S. says the run of defeats ends more by luck than anything done to positively change the way we play. We could have easily lost that by four or five if it wasn't for Mahoney and poor finishing by Harrogate. Ran out of steam by halftime, which is earlier than usual. The Beamish line beckons. Doug Copestake says Mahoney man of the match, which says a lot. We look way off it for most of the game. Think we're fortunate to come away with anything. Don't feel this is anything to be positive over. At what point are we allowed to start questioning Austin starting? David Bunt says much better defensively against a reasonable attack. Decent going forward at times, but the final ball still needs improvement. Impressed with Williams Cocolo. Wardy S says, awful second half. Defence is a joke without Mahoney. We'd be well beaten. Just don't see where the next win is coming from. Mahoney, man of the match. Paul Merriman says, dismal. If we're honest, Harrogate should have won that with the chances they had. We didn't create anything or give Youngie the service he requires. Mid-table Meyer. Where would we be without Kemp and Young? There was often no outlet for Khan or Kemp. Why? 5 out of 10. Robert Hammond simply says, stop the rot with a threadbare team. Man of the match, Mahoney. Tom Elliott says, an average performance against a mid-table team. Town should have lost the game. Mahoney saved them multiple times, so was man of the match. Something doesn't add up. Town average attendance is triple Harrogate's, yet we can barely field a team. Paul D says, um... At least we didn't get a record-breaking losing streak in Division 4. And my Jake Young get one off his ass. <laughs> and they'll start flowing again. Tweet is holding up. More positives. I didn't watch this one, so can't comment on Man of the Match. One of my better decisions of late. MTH says, we are utter dross, primarily due to the ownership, but also because of Flynn's unwillingness to even try a more pragmatic approach. Could easily have lost with the amount of chances they had. Chris Macy says, Wish FBT would fade into the background. Absolute passenger at times. We are not capable of playing this three at the back system. Conceding against the worst attack in the league is even low for this defence. Tom Dent says, Mahoney stopped the losing streak from going on for longer. Still not a good performance. Need more on the bench for changes. Mansfield is looming next week. Jimmy Legg says we used our competitive budget, trademark, to its full effect to salvage a draw against the worst performing attack in League 2, and we're lucky to do so. I'm done with the current ownership. Shadow or otherwise, they can all F off, out of the club, sharpish please. Martin Crook says, if you are not a season ticket holder, why would you want to go on Saturday? We will get hammered. The Trust provided an update in the first half, but accounts will not be included in the advisory board. I can see a set of accounts in five minutes. 30 seconds to see the liabilities. It's all spit. PJ just provides a Dan Hunt sigh. (sighs) Mark Kirkman says second half performances are dreadful. Flint must take some of the blame because halftime team talks are clearly not working. Charlie Austin needs a rest. He was woeful. Mahoney man of the match again. Minton decent. Relegation form. And if we don't strengthen in January, my £10 bet at 150 to 1 will pay out. Hope it doesn't. 
Gray Clark says, really, really spit. One single moment of quality from Young for the goal, but Jesus, we found our level. Peed off and miserable at what the season has become. Man of the match for whoever gets the ball out of the tree. Steve Collins says, awful. Lucky to have a draw. Man of the match has to be Mahoney, because if it wasn't for him, we'd have lost that 4-1. Same thing every game. We are completely burnt out in the second half and holding on for dear life. STFC slash 1969 says, must be close to top of the league if games finished at half time. Says something when content with a point against Harrogate. Players again dead on their feet, seven injured and counting, one on international duty but did battle. And the match, Mahoney. SM1 Insider says, gutsy, back to the wall, all the cliches in order to secure a point. A bit depressing typing that in the basement division, but we are where we are. Where this season goes? Meh. Nathan Shepard says, hopefully that silences those who have been saying Mahoney is awful. Another cracking game saving us again. Scraped a point. Rot stopped at least, but lacking again in the second half. Hampshire Heinze says, no promotion talk or keeping in touch sound bites for a while. Despite the draw today, we're now five points adrift of the last playoff berth and nine points away from where we should be aiming, which is top three. Zero chance of promotion this season without significant and unlikely spend. Dylan Tome says, awful second half performance. Harrogate much, much better and should have won. Glad the losing streak has ended at the very least. Scribble Milk, Mahoney, man of the match until the end of the season to shut up all his doubters. Nothing more to say, utter bobbins. Rob Lockyer says, spit. David James Bond says, relegation fodder. Bernie Man says, I'm typing the same tweet every game. Rinse and repeat. Mahoney, man of the match. Kemp and Young, the bright sparks, run out of steam again, second half. Ending the game with two teenagers in defensive midfield says it all. Austin needs taken out for a few games, but we have no bodies to allow that. Matt Hanger says, we scream for a change. We got change from very limited resources. We didn't lose away from home against a much improved Harrogate. We didn't concede in stoppage time either. Hashtag glass Batch says, Mahoney, man of the match, which says a lot. A bit rubbish all round, but a point is better than no points. Great finish from Young too. One point from 15 with unbeaten Mansfield up next. Martin Wheeler says, disappointed to lose a lead again, but stop the losing streak. Squad depth is killing us right now. Kokolo and Minton very good today. Ovs without Mahoney, we lose. So he's man of the match. Adair says, every season I believe the next one will be less depressing than the last. I'm surprised every time. Fold the club. <laughs> Gosh. Rachel says, man of the match, Mahoney. Highlight ball getting stuck in a tree. <laughs> London Crew, this is another pathetic performance. Play like that against Mansfield, we get battered. 40, 30 seconds to go. Break down the left and somehow the ball ends up with Mahoney. So dull and toothless. Josh Phelps says, we ruined Swindon's downfall hype man, George Ellix. Bet today, does that count as a win? Trash. HT optimism misplaced. HGT's low block flattered us on the eye. <laughs> Ward's deputy Mahoney silenced many doubters would have been a torrid scoreline if it weren't for him. Man of the match, Big Murph. Daniel Thomas says, man of the match is Mahoney. Stand out. Second best player is young. The rest were poor. 
Paul Temple says, same old symptoms, struggling to hold on after 60 minutes, got away with it for a change and much needed point to halt the free fall. The lack of squad depth is so worrying. We need to hang in there, but it's put up or shut up for Clem Morfuni. Man of the match, Kokolo. Also, Minton and Young shout outs. And finally, Richard STFC94, who simply says, we're in big trouble. So quite a lot read out today. Um, found it quite therapeutic, but quite grim reading, really. Very happy to see people come out in support of Murphy Mahoney. Um, no no disrespect to to Lewis Ward, but it was getting a, felt a little bit odd that people were citing Mahoney as the problem. Mahoney's going to make mistakes, but he's he's definitely one of our performers this year. The one that I haven't read out yet, which just broke my heart, but I couldn't disagree, was from our very own Matt in Singapore, um, who said, dreadful and sad to see, saved again by Mahoney. As art imitates life, the squad and the club are a reflection of the town. Tired, falling apart, a lack of investment, and the people in charge don't seem to care. And the best things about it are, they're on their way out. Mm-hmm. And the best things about it are on their way out. Ooh. What can you say to that? That we've got a fun action, another fun thirty games in stock. Yeah, yeah. It's all just, it's all just very, it's all just very flat. And like the atmosphere at the game today was flat. And I think that the anger, it's, it's you. I think in other years you might have seen anger now, and now it's kind of just dejection, and you know. People are st- stopping. I, I, I don't know if people is stopping are stopping caring. I think that's the wrong word, but yeah, it's just a very flat. I mean, the fact that comments coming from a guy from Singapore, I think that, yeah. <laughs> if 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 someone based in Singapore are making those observations, can you even imagine? And you know, but I think I think that the point is just what have Swindonians got to got to be cheerful for? Because at the moment in time, at this moment in time, it's it's not the football. No. Gross. Well, Swindon currently sit in 11th, uh, having played 18. They've won six, drawn six and lost six. They're the only team in the division in the last six games to have not won. In the last five, we were equal with Bradford City in terms of last five games played and last six games. So we are bang off it uh, in terms of form. Six, six, six. 24 points so far this season. First nine games of the season, 19 points from 27. The next nine games of the season, five points from 27. Eight points out of the last possible 30. Since October, we played 11 games in all competitions and won only one game, drawing two and losing the rest. It's crazy how losing 7-4 to non-league opposition is an absolute footnote on our season. Yeah, absolutely. And and I remember we were all going into October, you know, we were all feeling very cautious. I think, you know, we were were expecting the kind of honeymoon period of the season to die down, but it's just completely gone off a cliff edge. Yeah, and my romance for the love of Fraser Blake Tracy's game that I had at the start of the season has waned because he just isn't a centre-back. 
He's just not a centre-back. Play him in his natural position and we'll get Fraser break Tracy back. I'm sure of it. We're just lacking green shoots. As we said last season, it was all about green shoots, green shoots, green shoots until people gave up on the campaign eventually. I do think there will be two, three teams definitely worse than this. But I'm not. I'm looking at the bottom and I'm only really thinking Sutton are probably going to be down there all year round. You've got Forest Green, Tramia, Grimsby and Bradford and Newport. There's there's no guarantee that we're not going to get sucked in to this. You know, a couple more defeats and we drop further, further down. And as somebody said in the listeners' comp- contribution, stop looking up now. You know, there's nothing to show <laughs> us talking about, well, we're only five points off seventh. It's just, we're the season is an absolute freefall and it was preventable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely preventable. You know, the... Down, whether it's down to recruitment, changing the style of play just to ease the legs a little bit, um, you know, just something because we're just we seem to just be going in thinking, oh well, I'm sure it'll work out next time. We'll just we'll keep doing we'll keep doing what we're doing, and then you know our fortunes will change. But you know this this last this like you say this this run of the last ten or eleven games is showing that it's not getting better. So we need to, you know, I think I think Flynn needs to be a bit more proactive now. I think it's all well and good him, like you say, kicking a gun can down to January and, you know, probably going in the dressing room after we after we lose a game and going up to Tyree Shade and saying, I'm gonna sell you in January because I think you're useless. You know, but that's all well and good, but you know, you've got to use him now because it's either you use him or these other players you want to get rid of, or you use seventeen year olds, which you don't want to bring off the bench for five minutes. So Yeah. Yeah, a good old-fashioned name two subs or name three subs uh, as a protest um, wouldn't go amiss, even though it would be a bit cutting your nose off to spite your face. But I don't know. And the reason why I, I, I get a bit funny about the January thing is because we were told this all through the season until uh, I don't think we're going to sign anyone now. And the way the club have been over williams Cocolo for me, nothing to do with, you know, the history of Cocolo, but we've seen a lot of him in like pictures and there's been a montage of his debut and uh, that the, the Cocolo makes his second appearance, you know, that they're, they're really trying to push it because in, I interpret that as them going, look, we got you someone. You can't have a go at us. We got you someone. There he is. He's over there. Yeah. Wasn't he great? And the montage is not that great to be fair, but He's showing endeavour and he's looking okay. But as I maintain, he's he looks no better than what we've already got. But it's a body. Thank you. But it, it's just not enough. And we were told, like, I need two, three more bodies, Flynn said. Then, yeah, one will be all right. Then none. And now it's wait till January. Come on. it's it's. I, I think he's been messed around just as much as I think the fans have been messed around. Yeah, there's some tactical things that we could definitely go, we can ask questions of Michael Flynn, but he doesn't like us so for experts, does he? he? He's very quick to to highlight the fact that these fans, with their opinions, how dare they? But I've never known a season where, where it's been so transparent what the issues are and it's not been addressed. I've never known one. Yeah, no, no it, and it is, yeah, like I say, it's painstakingly obvious what the issues are and the fact that, you know, a lot of us saw this coming. A lot of us were like, yeah, this this run is great now, but look at our run in October. Is a squad of, we're potentially going to have 15 or 16 pros available during that time, like without an injury crisis. And then you throw in, 
you know, it, and uh, yeah, and I, I, when you see the seven players are missing, that is an alarming number of injuries. But you've got to be prepared for that because it's a forty-six game season. When you throw in the cups, you're going to play fifty plus. Have a squad that's ready to play fifty plus games. If if Harrogate can afford a bench full of experienced pros, and they got the vision enough to see that's what they need then why can't we do that yeah and and Harrogate's goal is to stay in league two probably they might say stuff to the fans like we're really going to give it a go this year but their their aim is to stay in the football league our aim we're told was to be competitive with with promotion and you are not going to achieve that with a squad of 14 players you can trust on the basis that they stay fit yeah exactly and and even players that Flynn sign himself he doesn't trust so Oh, and I hear people go, well, in 92, 93, we only played seven players all season and we went up, you know, and and in 68, 69, we only had a squad of 14 players and we won the League Cup. It's a different era. Now we can make five subs. Better teams are able to do that and we're not. That's, again, another debate. And that was one of the reasons why a lot of clubs didn't want to make the five sub rule because it allows teams with more money to build bigger squads, but that's what we're living in. And if you're going to make the noises of promotion, you've got to back it up. And we haven't seen that. And again, I know it's easy for us to say that given how great we were or how fun we were in the opening nine games, but we were talking about these warnings at that time when the going was good. Yeah. And it, and instead our, our ownership saying, oh, we'll sign up to this, uh, this fair play financial thing with a bunch of non-league clubs and try and, change the way that it's going to happen but that's just, like it's just not going to work it's not going to work that way you've got to you've got to adapt and if you don't adapt then you're just going to fall off like you see in what we're doing now this is probably one of the bleakest pods we've done it is mm. i had some nice food today oh good the pork the food, pie the, the, the pork pie at harrogate if anyone ever goes to harrogate if we, if we go there again next season i can't recommend it highly enough you you, you took a picture and everything i did and I, I, i'm gonna have to put that to Footy scrum or something on, on Twitter at some point, I, I feel. Don't think footy scrum. It's a bit too dark a picture, I think, for footy scrum. You've got to, you've got to put a filter on that. Oh, I'll bring I'll bring a ring light with me next year. <laughs> uh, Murphy Mahoney got man of the match from the listeners. Dare we even attempt to argue against that? No, yeah. He, 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 saved, he saved the point for us, didn't he? So I think it has to go to Mahoney. Yeah, a fine performance. And Exeter on Tuesday, I promise. Looking forward to seeing the under-18s in action, plus Lewis Ward and Genesini and Dwarzak. Are you taking up the uh, £30 hospitality offer, or are you just going in a normal seat? <laughs> oh, I'd go if it wasn't like... No, it's, it's it's 20 quid to get there, then then £10 to get in, or £30 if I go padded seat. So I'm going to I'm gonna swerve it, watch it from home, and pod the hell out of it afterwards. I look forward to it. Max, thank you very much. Cheers. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, you reds. Come on, we did. <sighs> the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 